When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It wasn't because I didn't have the money. I just physically didn't have the money. I did the work for the money. But anybody in this industry knows, sometimes, nigga, them checks is two months, three months, four months. Late. Oh, man. Welcome back to another episode of Deposits with me, Brooke England, brought to you by Revolt. And I just want to say this. 2023 has been an interesting year in music, to say the least. But our guest today would like a word in the chat. Please help me welcome songwriter and singer, BJ the Chicago Kid. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for making it. Thank you for having me. Man, I'm like been telling people you're coming on the show and it's like... Everybody's like, that's dope, that's dope. We had to reschedule the first one, but I ain't gonna miss it. I ain't gonna miss it. I'll make sure I make it up. Oh, I didn't know that you knew. I thought only your team knew that it was rescheduled, but I appreciate that. Life be life in. Life be life in. Listen, I wasn't even mad. I was like relaxed. And I was like, you know what? It's gonna happen. We got it here. You feel me? Appreciate you. They say, they say Chicago people real. No, nah, we are. It's nice and cozy in here, too, for y'all that's at home or on your phone or whatever. It's nice and cozy in here. I, f- I feel at home. So, no, nah, let's, let's, let's talk about it. I love that. First of all, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you. You are so low-key. Yeah. And there's people that have not accomplished as much as you have, and mm-hmm. they be ready to pop it. Like, <laughs> what makes you stay low-key? I like low-key. I like to be chill. Um, I like my peace. Mm. I'm gonna say that again. I like my peace. Mm. Um, I think life, well, my life is already structured to kind of have its chaotic moments or moments where it's unpredictable, and the unpredictableness can be chaotic, but still um, get the victory. I think that should be tamed. So no unnecessary uh, problems that would naturally come in the day. I think you know we solid. You know what I'm saying. So I try to keep that balance. That balance and seeking for that balance. Um, being a more of a solution-based person than a problem-based mm. person helps a lot. Um, I don't waste time on talking about the problem as long. I feel like I'm always torn, like, you know what I'm saying? In between, like, popping it <laughs> and just, like, you know, chilling. just, like, chilling because I also see some people that <laughs> sometimes they don't even have a lot going on and they pop it so much, yeah. it creates you opportunities. You don't have to feel crazy even saying it and describing it like that because we're not saying names, so you good. But, yes, there are people that live like that. And you wonder, like, how in the hell do you really live outside of these walls that I see you in the most. But sometimes it works for them. It creates opportunities because other people will see them and they believe Mm -hmm. the facade. And then it's like, I'm like, wow, okay. But think about it like this. No matter what profession it is, if you don't look like you're successful in it in some form, you're not really trusted with somebody else's form of financial investment or... You know what I'm saying? Paying for your service or the product that you're serving. So it, it kind of all goes hand in hand. I think I think it's right that you look amazing and we doing an interview. It, it, it makes perfect sense. It's made perfect sense that I would probably try to at least dress somewhat suitable. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to come looking crazy and then the guest is 
You know what I'm You're saying? Right. Looking like a million bucks. You're doing right. But I think too, also I think um, to feel alone a little bit in this world, you're probably doing something right because everybody following the train that probably ain't they train. Mm. We all trying to figure certain things out. Some people trying to figure out who they are. Some people trying to people out figure out, trying to figure out what they want to do or whatever these questions are. But don't let social media fool you. Yeah. We all trying to figure something out. We all want something. Yeah. Um, we all love something. We all don't like certain things. Yeah. And um, it can definitely unbalance that thing a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you know who you are? For sure. Yep. Yep. It's parts of me that I'm still finding out, but for the majority, yes, I know who I am. At what point did you feel like, okay, I know who I am? Or what age? It's hard to say an age mm-hmm. because I'm the youngest of three boys. Um, dad in the home. Uncles come kick it, play dominoes. I mean. Because you come you know. from a big family, right? Yeah, yeah, I come from a family family, but I also went outside. I wasn't just always with my family. Um, I have friends in my neighborhood that I still have, like, incredible relationships with to this day, like right now. Um, my best friend Marcus, my dog Rob. We used to play basketball together every day as kids. Like, that's what we did. Like, how old? I mean, until we all kind of, like, separated and went our separate ways, whether it was college, whether it was just moving out of state, trying to find something better than where we grew up. Um, We all still had the same dream, and it was just um, something better than where we grew up. More options. So Um, these are over 20-year relationships? Oh, for sure. I always say... um, I want to be cool as my uncles, just with more options. Yeah. Yeah, like, so, you know, if, if the options, a few more other places I can go for vacation or a few other cars to pick when I want to buy a new car or um, just what I want to do or whatever life um, offers me, I, I think um, to be cool as them is the goal, but to have a few more options is my personal goal. Gotta have yeah, them options. Real, okay. Real player. Real player. Yeah. Real player. Yeah. I know that's a Midwest thing that y'all say. Yeah. Well, it don't actually. It don't actually mean like player. Yeah. It don't mean like player. <laughs> um, even like gangster. Like gangster don't mean gang banging with a rag. It means how you operate, how you view life, your POV. Like real. Um, even what you do with your POV, especially that. Yeah. Um, everybody got dreams, right? So it ain't just the POV, but I think what you do with your POV, how you activate it. Um, the Bible says faith, faith without works is dead. So it's mm. the same thing in the streets. It's the same thing in life. Um, whatever you dwell in, that rule applies to all facets of life. So you can't just dream without getting dirty. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So that's good. So do you feel like you knew who you were before you came to L.A.? Um. Because you've been living here how yes. long now? 10 years? To a or certain percentage. I've been, I've, been, I've been here a little a little time, a little bit longer than 10 years. Okay. But to a certain percentage, I knew who I was because, I mean, being raised by three boys, daddy in the house, cousins always competitive. Um, my homies always competitive. I think where I grew up, it trained me to survive no matter where the hell I went. Mm. If I went to Dubai, I would have figured it out. If I went to New York, I would have figured it out. I really had a chance to... Um, live in L.A. or New York when I left Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I knew more people here musically that could help me advance, learn, and kind of absorb what I really wanted to do. Otherwise, I'd have been in New York for, for like... I lived quick, in New York. Quick. Yeah, how did mm-hmm. you like it? I miss Brooklyn so much. You I know love what I'm Brooklyn. saying? I Shout love out to New York. Brooklyn. Shout out to BK, man. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, Where are you from? I actually are you Miami. From? I work. Respect. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a Miami girl, but it's like sometimes like, you know, my New York accent will... <laughs> I ain't mad will, at you. Will, will creep when out. I get mad, my Chicago accent is unbearable. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I can't hold it back. It's just naturally. Chicago like has a Southern accent. For sure. New York, I mean, uh, LA too. Like LA, I think people, like when I, get, when I moved to LA, I realized how many people mothers, aunties, grandparents were from the South. Yeah. Because I, I I seen a Jerry Curl in the past 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still real, like, in some areas. Um, How does someone from the South side of Chicago mm-hmm. get into, like, R&B? Long story. Did, did R&B <laughs> choose you? Did R&B choose you or it, did you choose R&B? No, nah, it, it chooses you. I think, mm. I mean, even being a soul artist first, it chooses you. It's, it's it's not a. It's times where you have other things that you're interested in, but it it's you still find your way back on this road. Mm. Um, submitting to it, giving it your all. Um, you might find yourself with more than seven times Grammy nominated. You might have seven Grammy wins. Yeah. Um, I'm just an example. I'm just somebody that um, you can learn from my champion moments and my mistakes. I think it's just that unique um, accepting this that comes with it. I rock with it. I love it. Um, some days I don't want to get out of bed, just like anybody else that work, probably work at AT&T. They don't want to get out of bed either some days. It's natural. But um, loving what I do, when I finally get out of the bed, I'm like, yeah. Like, even today, once I worked out, I was like, man, what's up? What are we doing? Let's, Facts. Let's Me too. Out. Yeah, and yeah. I love it. it it's, it's certain things in life that um, you could begin to, like, have regiments of yourself to remind you of the beginning to keep that fire burning. You don't always got to feel like you've been burning the whole journey. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of... You got to enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy the journey. Make it fun for you. And that's actually like what I've been learning is that's that's how you manifest quicker. Like Mm. when you're enjoying what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Because that makes your vibration Mm -hmm. elevate. You know, instead of like worrying and like when, 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 when. And it makes your energy attractive to whether you're here for um, what's your occupation uh, professionally, financially, that's connected as well. No matter what you're there for, I think um, all those things you named helps attract what you're looking for. But when I like... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Think of like Chicago, like... Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like I think of like three genres. I think of like <laughs> what's those three? Drill. First, you saw what she went. Drill. Mm-hmm. Chief Keith. <laughs> I think of drill. I think of house music, and I think of like soul, like conscious. Is that I true? Understand, I understand all three of those. It's so much more though. Okay. Um. Chief Keith's stories is his life just as much as um, Shauna Daddy. Mm-hmm. He's like the infamous, like the legendary, like blues player. Like I, I feel like Chicago never really had one sound. You know how um, to me the trap sound came from the south. Yeah. Um, I I can't say what city, but. When it came to that feeling, well, Ti will say Atlanta. 
<laughs> I ain't here to debate that because I wouldn't want to start that argument. But out of respect, I think we all can agree that it came from the South in some form. Um, New York has its sound. Yeah. Um, nowadays, New York has more than one sound. New York has yeah. adopted drill as well, A right? type of drill, yeah. 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 And um, I think Chicago sound has always been our truth. Yeah. No matter what beat it's on, no matter what. You can't really just say samples of Chicago sound because of Kanye because there were samples before Kanye existed. Of course. You know? So, I mean, these conversations are... I try to tread lightly with them and try to just speak my truth vaguely yeah. and let people kind of attach it and place it where it should be. But I think Chicago Sound is our truth. From Twister to Soldiers Twister. at to Soldiers at War. Soldiers at War was like selling CDs and all type of merch and stuff before you get on the freeway at 87th and Dan Ryan. That was like our major. That was like to LA, that's almost like um Crenshaw Adams, where you get on the 10 at like that real pressurous moment where everybody got to pass through if you live around here. Like um, from Kanye to Chief Keef to G Herbo to, I mean, to Lil Dirk, I mean, to Vaughn, it's, it's so many to Duck. It, everybody, everybody's um, story is real to them. And I think they pick their music upon what feels good to them. So our sound is our truth. It's yeah. not, it's not a musical beat. It's not a particular rhythm we definitely own house music house music definitely started in chicago so i love that you said that hey. um, being from hey. miami I, I don't i wouldn't expect <laughs> somebody from another city to know the origin of that particular unique sound of music and genre but i, I well i went that. to famu so uh there are so many how does that connect to, to tell me something because uh, well, it's the HBCU, mm -hmm, of course. And um, well, I know you. But how did the how did the house get to family? Because you know, that's what I'm trying like to there was such a big um, how do you say? I want to say like population, but like a lot of students came from Chicago. Oh, okay. And like there was this group called House Arrest. Oh my God! How do you know about House they Arrest? They brought House Arrest down there. What the yeah. dance crew? The House uh -huh. Arrest. House Arrest been around since I've been around. I mean. So I and I think you kind of answered the question I was about to ask. So, for those that don't know, um, there's a couple different genres of house. <laughs> like you got a clean house, where it's mm -hmm, yeah yeah. Mm. Last night I saw you mm, and I wanted you to, to whatever it would be, right? And then you got this one where I beat that bitch with the bat. It's so it's it's so ghetto, so hood. It, it's, it's similar to Jersey, but it's different. Jersey got something like that too. Jersey has like what is it called? Jersey has like their own sound of house music. What is do they have a name for it or just house to them? And is it that hood shit? Or was it just like I think something? it's house. Okay. It's percolated Chicago. I grew up learning it in my city. With but I origin, think it's I'm Jersey. The, somebody look it up and help me find want, it. I don't want to say it. But, but just to um, kind of stick to the subject, there's there's a very clean house and there's yeah. an extremely black house. Yeah, black house. I would say it like that. And it's yeah. like everything. That you want to hear when you fade it, you into the night. It just some shit you probably good. never heard in yeah. your life, but it just it feels good where you are. Put like this: I remember at my eighth, like one of the homegirls from my eighth grade graduating class to a party in her backyard, and just like any other party that went down in Chicago, you would hear your songs that you hear on the radio. You would hear the songs that you love that they don't play on the radio. You would hear the Chicago classic artists and then they go to the house where it's like that black house where you find your way in that dark corner and they be whining and grinding. And it turned to <laughs> something serious. So it's a, it's a certain behavior that comes with it with a good time. Um, 
but Chicago was definitely like the the house home. So, why do you think you took the soul R and B route and like not like house or anything? It's just who I am. It's the same reason why Chief Keith don't sing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being who you are. Um, Trusting you that, feel like your voice led that. you to choose? My life led me to that. Mm. I mean, I'm a soulful artist before I'm even like an R&B artist, for real, for real. Coming from church, but hanging out in the streets, I call it the cross on the corner. So you kind of understand both. That's kind of like the understanding, the protection, the um, the handshake of agreements of just understanding I play my part, you play your part, I'd never have to. You know what I'm saying? I just I know my don'ts. Yeah. I know my I know what I don't gotta do. And it's been in me since I was a, a shorty. So like all of that kind of helps understand what soul singers have always been. Like from Al Green to Marvin Gaye to Sam Cooke to Willie Hutch to I mean Eddie Kendricks. It's the I mean the list goes on and do on. Do people say that you sound like Marvin Gaye sometimes? I take it if they do, because I think he's definitely one of the Sometimes that... I feel like there's Especially on this new you really, So you really be listening. You ain't just these ain't just questions. <laughs> Come on, let me find out. <laughs> uh, I love of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like I don't remember the song because like when I put the album on, I just like let just it play. play. Yeah. yeah. Um and I feel like there was a song and I was just like, hold up. It was giving me Marvin Gaye. And I was like wondering if anybody was the had first ever could have been Best Night. I, I feel like I tapped into a little bit of Marvin on that second verse of Best Night of Your Life. Um, it is a great intro, by the way, because it really good. does. Got a little bit of Marvin set the, vibe um, too, too. Okay, you okay. got a good ear. You got a good ear. I rock with that. Thank you. Like, yeah, you know, I, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. You funny. You funny. People that do music tell me that. Yeah, I don't need y'all validation. You get it. You get I it. need. You know, if that wasn't the first time, then I, 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 I restamp. I yeah, re-stamp. yeah, yeah. I don't need y'all validation. People who really do this, be letting me know. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, so I want to know, like, in the beginning of your career and stuff, like, mm-hmm. what do you feel like was some... Because I'm pretty sure you've gone through some things to become yeah. seven times Grammy nominated. Yeah. Or just, like, even, even for just, someone to get one time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Just to be seven times Grammy nominated and not win one is still something. It's, it's still so all of it something. Is it's all it's levels yeah. to yeah. it. And I just want to know, like, what is something or... I don't know if it's an isolated event or mm. something that you would say like happened early on in your career that you're you like. When I joined the Illuminati, Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was candles everywhere. It was them Listen, big long yo, robes like you think in your head. Here, shut this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but nah. Um, I feel like what is something that you would say like that really um, secured your foundation? That let me let me uh, maybe I could break it down this way. I had to fight all my life, so I'd be used. i be used to fighting. You know what I'm saying? Through certain situations and through certain obstacles. Um, I think the older I got, I learned that I could walk around certain yeah. things. You didn't have to use your energy to fight everything. Yeah. You could walk around certain things, and it's still gonna be there. And you are really past it. The older you get, you learn better maneuvers. Yeah. Through your obstacles. Um, but everything you retained is to be implicated into your life. None of that knowledge is for nothing. So the older I get, the wise I get. That's why I think my songs gonna only be better. Yeah. Um, my More music wisdom. Is, yeah, yeah. 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 But what is like that moment that you look back at and it like 
it helps you keep going. Like I know for me, like my lowest moment mm-hmm. was when I lived in New York. Like uh, I was okay, on like a, a low moment. Yeah. I've been evicted before in LA. How about that? That was a very low moment for me. Um, it wasn't because I didn't have the money. I just physically didn't have the money. I did the work for the money, but anybody <laughs> in this industry know sometimes nigga, them checks is two months, three months, four months. Late. Oh man. <laughs> And if you got a dog, you could stick a dog on them and, you know what I'm saying, maybe get a little bit faster. But depending on what the situation is, it's not there like a normal job, bottom line. So if you're getting evicted. So, yeah, I got it. I got evicted. I, I, I could name you quite a few things. In L.A., yeah. what is making you continue music? Like, what at home. that point? Like, I'm too, I'm still, I'm, I'm still on my ups. I'm still in too deep. Yeah. I'm in too deep. If you understand... That's how I feel. Perspective, about perspective makes and breaks people. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All the time. Yeah. And it's the same picture that we all looking at. What you see in that picture makes or break you. That's life or death. Um, to always see something positive in it especially when you're involved and you're included in whatever the results can become, you should always try to look at the positive first. It's understandable to know what the damage is, to know what you have to recover. And, but sometimes you don't even got to fucking know. You just know it doesn't fucking work and I know how to fix this shit. So let me just rebuild it all, all over again. Yeah. yeah, life is just really learning how to master your problems in a better way where it stress you out way less and you can give the energy that you normally would have gave to that problem to something way better that betters your life and you continue to excel. That's the way I view it. I'm not sure how other people do it. And I think that shit's sexy as fuck. So anybody that get it how I get it, I fuck with it a long way. But um, life think- will bring you the same problems until you pass them. I think um, when you understand life a little bit, those people that say life is unfair, life is unfair, but it's very fair at the same time. I think like, you know, people who watch this show, a lot of people like me or, you know, listen to us. A lot mm-hmm. of people like me, like, you know, that is working towards something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same. And I think, like, my favorite part about these interviews, when I'm talking to people like you, artists, like successful artists, is like, you know, wisdom or, you know, those tidbits mm-hmm. that, like, when you're in the thick of it, are you... Because I know it's easier to say when you're no longer in it. It's like, yeah. I'm in too deep. But like when you're in it, what are you like thinking about? Because it's easier to say like, I'm about to go give me a job. Um, Honestly, what some people don't know is one particular place that I lived at, the landlords had like a home rehabilitation type of business. And sometimes I would go work with them when the work was slow in music. Wow. So some people, I probably put the tile in your crib. I probably helped lay the carpet down. I probably helped break down that wall to make this two rooms, one room. I done built some people garages in LA and they don't even know it. Um, I get dirty for what I got to get and what I know I don't want. And I didn't want to move back to Chicago, especially not on some shit where something didn't work out. You're going to have bad times on your mama couch or doing what you love or trying to figure it out. I'm the B and C. I'm not the A. Like, I left my mama crib when I was, what, like, shit, 18 years old, 19 years old. I, I, warm place, love it. I could open the fridge whenever I wanted, but I needed my own. I always wanted to 
I always envisioned my own. I always smelled my own. I always saw it. So I feel like um, my dreams and my thoughts ain't nothing like what God got for me. So if I at least put a little work in, he'll always show me more. So there were signs that I saw that allowed me to know that I was doing the right thing. Mm. There was people that I met that allowed me to know I was doing the right thing. Um, there were places where I were that only my name was on the door and I had the whole room to myself on this island by myself, chilling, kicking it. But I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Um, yeah, I just had certain moments in my life where, honestly, I don't feel like I got to go crazy for my birthday because every other day be my birthday. I saw a video like that um, where um, Lil Baby said that to his homies and I had to repost it. I'm like, people laughed at me when I said this, but I really get it because when you understand what blessings are, how you came here, what you came here for, and looking at what you're around, the opportunities you still have to get more of what you even saw, what you never believed. Man, my birthday is every day. Sometimes I go to the mailbox and open the box and get what people go into the store to wait in line to pay for. No matter what the item is, I just feel like I will never n not forget. I will never forget what blessings are. No big or small. I, I, I didn't. I grew up with both my parents in a home, but. We ain't have everything we wanted. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't that wasn't the case. So I still know what it is like to work hard and um, understand the levels to work even harder. So in these times, like, for instance, when you are helping your landlord do yeah. rehabs, like, yeah. did you ever think it was like, Dang, I'm kind of good at this. Maybe I should. Maybe I could do this full time. You nah, never like flirted I'm with that a, idea. Hell no. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a hard labor, working type of guy. Um, I like to compartmentalize each thing so everything gets the full presence of myself, my mental, my focus, and the product that's expected is that or better. Um, doing what I love helps all of that become possible. Yeah. Um, we've all been to restaurants where people hated taking our order. They hated giving us the food, not putting your change in your hand. Mm -hmm. Those people that aren't really happy. And um, unfortunately, life is like that sometimes. I think that's why for those that are blessed to do what we love to do, we should really, really try to complain a little less. Yeah. Yeah, you pray for a house, you get the house. Now you're mad you got to clean up because you got to host Thanksgiving. It's like, nah, nah, nah. Let me, get, let me shut my ass up and clean up this crib and get uh. Because I got yeah. blessed with the house. I prayed for otherwise I could still be in whatever I was before yeah. here. I had to I had to check myself like that. Yeah. Yeah, I prayed for a crib, got the crib. Now I'm not mad. Everybody come over. You wanted everybody. Ain't this division? Ain't this a part of the dream? Yeah, you right, BJ. Well, shut the fuck up and go on there and clean this. I know, like, I always pray. Well, I don't pray for increase. Like, I used to. That's not something that I pray for anymore. Like, I already know, like. Prayers grew up, huh? Yeah, like, come on I'm, now. I'm good regardless. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. like. When I went home this Thanksgiving, I felt like my family felt like everywhere they went with me that I was supposed to pay for it. And I think like mm. they have an interesting perspective yeah. on what I got going yeah. on. And I, I'm I, like, I understand that. it's not that. Like I'm still, I'm still putting my deposits in. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you remember times like that or Yeah, times like that happen all the time. Still, I think um do people, like, expect you to take care of stuff when they with you? Not all the time, I don't think. I think some people do, but not all the people. Um, and if I want to do it, I do it. If I don't, we split the bill. I don't let that control me. I'm still a real person. And bitch, I ain't Drake. <laughs> so okay, well, you I don't let people... Because, um, you know, 
people can treat you according to whatever they've allowed you to put out build up a certain character in their own minds or in their own spirits. Like even some people, they could feel like they know you and they never met you and they, that's the connection through music. That's the beautiful part. But that is a bad side to that too. It's a negative side where things, you don't really know me and I'm eating right now, I'm talking to my mom and you want a picture or whatever the case may be. But there's a time for it and a time not for it. And I think um, to be a controller, to keep the controller, I think it gives you a better um, feeling when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like getting annoyed, but mm. then it was just like kind of like what you said. Like I was just thinking about like my prayers and, you know, things that God has shown me and, you know, yeah. visions, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm like, I can't really complain because this, I do pray that I'm a, that God blessed me to be a blessing to other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's like two sides of the coin. You, you, but you, you, you're going to get it back. Yeah. You're and that's how I back. look at it. And that's, that's the beautiful thing. I think sometimes us as people that still have dreams and still learn that there are levels and that we want higher levels of, you know, certain things in life. Um, it's okay to keep count on your books and to make sure everything is taken care of. So you're not out here sweating bullets when, you don't have to, you know. Mm -hmm. It's 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 okay to to keep count. It's okay to 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 be a little secure yeah. and secure certain things to make sure because life is so unpredictable. We said life be life. In. I think um one of the biggest coolest parts of being an adult is to have some type of safety for yourself if something ever happened. Um, most people just stack or try to save for what they can save, but they never have a backup plan or they never. It's like no man, you can't just have. They made, what, five pockets on jeans, not one, mm. you know? Even that little fifth pocket where you put a little something in, you know, it's it's, it's always um, more ways to do what you do. I think it's just up, up, up to us to seek the knowledge, want more, be around people that know more, they could give us more information. Y'all, try to be around people that's more like what you want to be around and what you want to be. Um, that's one of the coolest, like messages my oldest brother Aaron ever gave me in life. He said, "What you be around, that's what you. What you want to be, that's what you should be around." And it's up to you how you take it. You could do the wrong thing with that, or you do the right thing with that. But it helps you for sure. Now, uh, I know you said like um, there's been times like where you had money, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you couldn't access it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. at what point in your career did you really feel like okay? This check, just that one, like, you know, I don't have to think about money the way I used to think or I'm not as, I know like from here on out, I'm not going to be as stressed as I was before. It wasn't one particular check. Um, I think to understand what you have to pay a month, <laughs> to understand what you make a month. Finding a way for that to balance and what you have to pay don't get. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hindered. It's just that's a simple mathematical way of excelling yourself, your accounts, your credit, certain things in life that just help you adult better. Um, I feel like when you can figure out 
what you have to pay a month and what you make is more than that to whatever degree it is, it's up to you to find a system to operate this to work for you in the most best way possible for you to advance. Mm. Um, whether it's what you make a show, if what you make one show, it covers your monthlies plus an extra two grand, then that's some... That's some... I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not where you're nah, at just, right nah, there. I'm not, I'm, that's no, I'm... not my life. I'm just trying to break things okay. down because I don't talk about this stuff, but everything has But he to got on a Rolex. So what? You, you do too. What that mean? He got on a Rolex. Who says mine is real? Man, Who says mine is real? I go to New York all the time. I could buy... It could be fake, you know? Canal Street? For sure. For sure. Okay, was that a gift to yourself? Yeah, I bought this as a gift to myself. When? Um, uh, some time ago. You don't seem like you buy things like that. So what made you be like, you know what? I'm about to get this time piece. No, I think um was it like the a... stature of men that I grew up around, the cloth <laughs> that I cut from. Um, it's okay to reward yourself for something to remind yourself that you're doing something on a professional level. Mm. Um, I think every man that is in some sort of business, whether you're a Rolex fan, whether you're a whatever other brand of watch fan, um, every man has a timepiece that they probably buy just to kind of set a, a, a reminder of their time and they put in and just a certain level of achievement for themselves. Um, but this this Rolex is probably, what this, 2023? It's probably six years old, seven years old. I don't buy like jewelry. One year I bought my family jewelry for Christmas. I didn't Aww. buy myself none. I bought everybody got jewelry. How much did that cost? I don't know. I stole it. <laughs> I'm a thief. I'm from Chicago. Like, okay, okay, what was the jury then? Because, see, VJ want to play. Now, everybody had their name. They had name plates. Oh, name plates. Yeah, just something simple, chill, but How different. many? A lot. <laughs> my brothers got kids. Oh. My mom and them, my sister got one. Like, over Everybody. 10? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah. you bought jewelry for your family before. Yeah. Then you got a pinky ring. This was my daddy's. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. She passed down. It's okay to have nice things. I think it's okay to have nice things, but I don't. I don't focus on that. Um, I buy what I like. Cause I that's not I don't even. Buy, I don't buy what's what's famous to people. I buy what I like. Honestly, um, these shoes was a gift from my cousin. For my birthday, don't I won because it looked cool with the outfit. Don't but fire. I don't, I don't necessarily. I buy what I like. I don't buy what's hype, and I think buying what's hype have you spend a lot more money than what you should be spending. So, what made you become drawn to a bus down versus a plain Jane? Honestly, um, I saw this watch. I wore it before on the red carpet, and I bought it right after it. I was like, "How much is it?" I could afford it, and I bought it. I and how did it. that feel? It felt amazing. Mm. I, I I bought something with my own hard-earned money from doing what I loved that kind of celebrated a certain time of my life during that era. And, um, yeah, shit, I mean, honestly, shit, nah, I say he buy a new chain every album, something to celebrate. And, yeah, so I get it. I come from that era, too. Um, Is there something I just don't, like you? I, don't, I also, too, I don't feel like I got to wear all the jewelry in the world to be fly. Like, I'm a natural 
inner fly nigga. Yeah. Like my I'm fly on the inside. I had friends before I was a musician. Um, still got some to this day. So like this never made me ill. I make this shit ill. That's like the difference with me. Do you have something that you uh, purchase or, you know, like you said, like nods by a chain every album? Is there something no, like I do something buy? cool every album, but I don't necessarily got to buy like jewelry. What is um, it? I don't know. I might go away. I might just not answer my phone for the whole weekend. <laughs> Whatever makes me happy in that moment. Yeah. Um, I'm very, I'm a very simple guy. I love to cook at the crib. I might just want to cook me a meal that you I've been wanting You always talking about cooking in your yeah, interview. That's my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. Because I really get down. I What's really your go-to that. dish? It's no go-to. If you got a go-to dish, you can't cook. Damn, I got one. Nah, you can't cook. I man. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a go-to. I just feel like it's just, it's it's not, I always got something else that's fine too, including what will be requested. That's why I feel like it's not just one go-to. Yeah. But um, nah, I love, cooking is therapy for me too. Um, I feel better as I do it when I'm done. Seeing the reactions of the people that taste the food, me eating the food. It's so many pluses to what I do. And I love to service people. Um, not just in music, but I think just the way I was raised, my mom was like a super mom. Like she's everything, everything, everything. Was there like anything like that you always wanted growing up and you was like, when I get money, I'm getting this? It's so crazy. Me and my homie was just talking about this. <laughs> we said, whatever you didn't have when you was a kid that you wanted the most of, when you get money, that's what you spend your money on. Mm -hmm. I got hella sneakers. I got <laughs> hella clothes. All type of shit. <laughs> so you a sneakerhead? Um, I wouldn't even say a sneakerhead. I just always love sneakers. Sneakerheads, they kind of go way out. They niggas jump out the window with shit these days. But um, I've always had my love for what I liked, what I grew up wanting and couldn't have. Um, my brothers was best dressed like in high school. Like Ooh, so I they just, was putting that issue. My on. daddy was <laughs> my daddy was putting it on, my mom was putting it on. So I honestly, it's just in our blood for real, for real. Not trying to sound like that. And we didn't have it all. That means niggas was very creative. They found out ways to make the details work. Um and that's just me. What's your top five sneakers? Um Jordan Threes is my number one Jordan. Um Threes is number one? Yeah, to me. Okay. Um Threes is just timeless, period, no matter what. Um, nothing beats the elephant skin. Um, Nike, if y'all use that, y'all got to pay me. Um, Air Max, I would just say, I ain't going to pick a particular, but you could go from Air Max 1 to Air Max 90, Air Max 95. Um, I, I love a good, comfortable New Balance, but 900s and ups. You got to get certain numbers, 900s and ups. I'm going to remember that because um, I see they back popping, so. Yeah, New, New Balance <laughs> always kind of like holds some shit down, but 900 and ups. It's certain ones that like a couple skateboard joints that I like that's pretty fly. I gave you three. Um, I love Visvums. It's a Japanese brand that's amazing. They make like moccasins, but like high level, kind of like sneaker bottoms, but way more kind of a fashionable, but ill, but a very light shoe. Um, and I'm a Birkenstock nigga. Word? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like Birkenstocks. I like Birkenstocks. That was like a Hail Mary or something. Suede. Like. <laughs> because, I, I, again, I tell you, I buy what I like. I don't really buy what's really famous or popular to other people. Um, honestly, too, I like buying stuff that makes my foot feel good. I got a foot shape <laughs> that I think certain silhouettes fit and certain silhouettes don't. I think a lot of people don't think about that and they be, they be wrong down there. Right. So I just try to um, comfort first, no matter what. Comfort first. 
Uh, how much would you say your shoe collection is worth? Your sneaker collection? Is I don't know what it's worth, but I got shoes from when I first started collecting sneakers from like two thousand. I got like hundreds from of sneakers. I got sneakers from. I got sneakers that was never sold in stores that they probably made the whole twelve models for one person and he gave me a pair. I got all type of stuff just from like being a good nigga to yeah, buying what I like to being in the right place at the right time. I'll tell you a cool story. About so, an exclusive shoe that you have. I bet. So the very, 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 very first complex con, Long Beach, LA. My nigga Jay White from North Carolina, he um he was out here with me. I was like, man, we're going to Complex Con tomorrow, man. Don't be late to my crib because I ain't waiting for your ass. I'll leave. He's like, nigga, I'm driving. How you going to leave me? Whatever. We get to Long Beach. And um, being the first Complex Con, it was kind of mayhem. And it kind of had everything that you would have wanted. Or every, every company that was dope was actually very involved at that time. Nobody was pulling out at the time. Nobody was not being involved. Or, you know, every company was involved. So... Um, Virgil had made his stuff with Nike and Nike had this whole all-white collection thing going. And um, I saw a homegirl by the name of Rolex. She's a photographer. And um, she was like, let me take your picture. She was in the Nike thing, but I'm walking around in the outside. She's like, let me take your picture. And she pulled me into the Nike thing. And I was like, telling my homeboy, like, come in. Like, you don't sit outside. So as you come in, we take the photos or whatever. And after we take the photos, me bitch just being a real nigga, I start like wandering around in the Nike area. Because I wanted these shoes. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to play. <laughs> so I'm about to finesse my way. So um, when the guy asked Rolex about the pictures and she and he sh- and she showed him the pictures and they was a fan of my music, um, he was like, I was like, yo, man, is there any way I could kind of buy the shoes? Because it was like a countdown. They didn't release them yet. They was about to release them in the next 15 minutes or so. They gave me the sheet and they gave my homeboy who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sheet, you mark down however many you want of whatever you want, every shoe they had. So it was pretty much an inventory sheet. Mm. And I was like, let me get all these motherfuckers. And I'm going to leave right after I get these because I don't got to stay up for nothing else. I'm out. So, my nigga got his, I got mine, we out. So it was the it was everything that she wanted from then. The Don C's, the Virgil Air Force Ones. Actually, Virgil signed mine that day. I got a video of it too. I wore him a little bit, but when he passed, I'll never wear him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got the Virgil Complex Calm One, Air Force Ones, the white ones with the metallic uh swoosh on it. Yeah, I got all type of shit. Jordan made Anthony Hamilton all chocolate brown, the whole Jordan collection. Um I ain't going to tell you what number I got, but I got a pair of the chocolates that's never been sold, never will be. Pristine leather, Italian leather on every shoe. Um, <laughs> I got stuff I've bought in Italy. I got stuff I bought in London. I got stuff I just bought over the years. I got the Italian leather Bo Jacksons, the Italian leather Air Max 95s. I'm talking about from like 2006, I believe. They made it like a whole little pack. I just don't got the Bo Jackson. But I got all type of stuff that I just loved. You it's got some Eons. Of course, you gotta. Right. Yeah, you. you it's, it's the, those ninety Nikes is just forever lovable. Um, those people that designed design those shoes, I don't think they really even knew how much of an impact on our culture they made. Like, yeah, forever. Yeah. Would you say like your shoe collection is like five hundred thousand? I don't. I I wouldn't even put a price on it because I never really tried to. But I have a nice little sneaker collection that I enjoy. And it's off what I like. It's what if somebody about, offered you five hundred thousand for the Virgil sneakers? Nah, they can't have them because he wrote my name <laughs> on the shoe. He wrote my name on that shoe. Like that's what makes it so ill. 
nigga from my city that learned under people his whole time, his whole life. I think, excuse me, even like with Off-White and with Louis Vuitton, we we still students of the game, man. So I don't think he ever turned this inspirational switch off. So I think he was inspired and inspiring the whole time. But to have a life um, vastly taken away from us so fast, but with so much talent and gift and so much more um, crazy creations inside of him, I think, um, yeah, I, I probably never wear those shoes ever again, yeah. Yeah, you gotta give us a picture of them so we can put it up. Yeah, I will. I ain't even I ain't even clean them off. I kept them dirty from how I wore them. Yeah. And I just keep it just keep it honest. I wear my shoes, man. I don't stock everything. If if I wanna wear them, I'm gonna wear them because when you die, somebody who ain't appreciated them the way you did gonna wear them up. That's a fact. With a fit you wouldn't have worn. Right. <laughs> That's a fact. Okay. <laughs> with a fit, you, you wouldn't have walked with it. That's crazy, right? Before That's you go, yeah. let's talk about gravy real quick. Yeah. Um, I like the vibe. Like, you seem like you're just like in a really good, feel good, yeah. happy space. Like, what was the inspo behind gravy? Gravy smothers, it covers, it's the flavor, it adds more. Even if it touched something, it ain't supposed to be on, it still tastes fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are the gravy to this world. I think us as a people, and I think um, the more we acknowledge that, the stronger we become too. So yeah, gravy is it's us. It's a sound. It's a persona. It's in you, not on you. It's your blood. It's just a flash of in life. Are there any like cool, interesting recording stories, or like maybe one that you can tell us about? A lot of these songs on this album are the same lyrics from the demo. Mm. Same vocals from the demo. Um, I didn't really sing a lot of vocals. It was oh, simply wow. the raw feeling from the moment the song was written. You still get that presence and that feeling and that energy from the thought of the concept and the thought of the verses, the thought of finishing and feeling like I was satisfied. You still get that. That's what Gravy is. It's not a lot of rewrites. It's a few mistakes in it that I wish I could fix. I will never tell y'all. But... um. I think that's what music is. It's the perfection of being imperfect. Mm. Yeah. Now I heard an interview where you said when you record something, you like to fix the mistakes right away before the yeah, engineer even come back to the studio. Yeah, I do because I think the more you hear right, the wrong is very loud. So you hear the completion or it's fixed already and it's done. But I think... Um, the more progress you give to it today, the less you have to give to it tomorrow or the better you get to see how it is. Um... Playing in the game is cool, but when you get to sit on the bench for five seconds, you really, you really get to see what's really going on in the whole, in the, in the whole arena. Yeah. And I feel like um, that's what that five seconds or that next day is. Um, the space, the air, the time, giving it some, 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 some leisure to kind of grow a little bit. I think that's what helps my music the most, for real. Well, I love it. And I know y'all will love it too. I'm telling you. Yeah. Go download Gravy. Go stream it up. Yeah. I really got the feel-good vibes. When I put it on... Every time it gets to the last song, I don't know until Apple plays another song. And I'm like, wait, that's another artist. So I'm like, wait, the yeah. album's over already? Yeah. So I'm telling y'all, go download that. Go stream that. Make sure you follow at BJ, the Chicago Kid, on mm -hmm. all social media platforms. Yeah. Follow us at Deposits Podcast. Please Follow do. me at It's Brooke England. And like I said, like we always say... The deposits you make are the reflections of the deposits you put in. Mm. Until next time. Real peace. talk. Love. 
Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.